The secret to paying yourself a consistent salary lies in understanding the timing of the money moving in and out of your business and making sure that that sequence is well-planned and well-monitored. You have to live in these numbers. The C-Suite is a podcast about sharing entrepreneurship stories and illuminating financial concepts in a way that speaks to who we are as creatives, as small business owners, as entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs, not as finance executives. Each episode features one finance term that is explained through career stories in conversation with friends. So join me as we dive into the highly personal stories that bring finance to life. Because you can do this. You can learn to understand it intuitively. And when we do that and put new ideas into context, that's when we can learn, plan, and thrive. Welcome to the C-Suite with Catherine. The secret to paying yourself a consistent salary lies in understanding the timing of the money moving in and out of your business and making sure that that sequence is well-planned and well-monitored. You have to live in these numbers. Welcome to this week's episode of The C-Suite with Catherine. Today, I want to talk about something that so many business owners struggle with, they ask me questions about, and they don't even necessarily realize that they're is a path forward to them around it. And that's how to pay themselves a consistent salary. So I'm going to go through a free guide that I created specifically for small business owners that are struggling with how to pay themselves a a consistent salary. So in this guide, we're going to talk about the best ways to start planning to pay yourself a consistent salary. And the fact that too often we're focusing on prioritizing the other people in our business. And you're left feeling burned out and underwhelmed. And this is going to inhibit your growth and your leadership. So it's so important that we tackle this head first and focus on planning for you. Now, if you've been here a while and listened to other episodes, you know how seriously I take hiring and building your team. So when I say we're struggling because you're putting other people first in your business, on the one hand, I want you to do that because that is leadership. And that is how you're gonna build a business that lasts, that has integrity, and that has value. But just like I talk all about the fact that we have accounts payable, and then it's mate accounts receivable, the same thing applies for the people in your business. So you've got your team, but the flip side of that in terms of balance and structure is yourself. So you're probably listening to this because you're already a small business superhero, or you're one in the making. How you might not always feel like you're ready to draw consistent income from your small business. If you're ready to shift into a mindset of consistent cash flow clarity, specifically around a salary for yourself and for the members of your team, you're in the right place. I'm going to walk you through this step-by-step guide to start paying yourself a consistent salary with ease. Yes, it is possible. So the first step is you need to organize all your cash outflows in your business. So Accounts payable, I'm going to talk about this probably for the next several episodes because it's truly the place that small businesses go to die. I need you to take it seriously. I need you to understand that it's actually the key to solving almost all of your cash flow challenges. So accounts payable is one of the biggest challenges for every small business. It's also one of the biggest challenges for every large business. Whether it's tracking payments that you've made, organizing invoices that you've received, or having enough cash on hand at the right time to pay your vendors, it's tough no matter which way you look at it. 
The confusion around how much to pay yourself is lying in the details of your overall business expenses. Another wrinkle to this is in small businesses, it's usually impossible to know at any point in time what your overall purchasing commitments look like. And this means the things that you've committed to as a business owner that you haven't yet been billed for. So this is really a gap that I've identified in small business accounting where you can track your accounts payable if you have a bookkeeper and they're logging your invoices as you receive them from your vendors. But there's no accounting step and protocol to track your purchasing plans. So maybe you're issuing issuing purchase orders when you're making plans, like whether that's about inventory or you're you know, confirming someone to work on a project for your company, but there's just no accounting bookkeeping step formalized in like the QuickBooks universe to enter this in anywhere in a meaningful way that can tell you as a small business owner, hey, I'm liable for these bills that are, n- that are not yet here, but they're coming. So that's a bit of a, a side note and a tangent just as to why managing the money leaving your business can be so hard. The first reason is most small business owners are not utilizing an accounts payable management tool, meaning the accounts payable aging inside QuickBooks. And why is that? Well, you don't have time to enter these things, let alone the know-how and the confidence to use like an accounting system, right? So if you have a bookkeeper, maybe they're helping you, but typically they're not. So let's talk a little bit more about the idea of this accounts payable management. So the invoices and receipts and auto charges and all of the things come fast and furious. But the challenge becomes, well, which bill is a priority? What do you owe your vendors? When was the last time you paid that vendor? So step one on your journey to a consistent salary is signing up for an accounts payable management software like QuickBooks to log every single expense. Now, you may say, I'm not ready for QuickBooks, or I'm just resistant to your advice, and that's totally fine. But what you have to do is start tracking. Use Google Sheets. This is a super easy on-the-go option that makes a lot of sense for small business owners who are moving, dashing, and as, as I say, running a company, sprinting around and running to make it all work. You've got to track every single bill that's coming into your business. We're talking recurring monthly expenses, things that are on auto pay, and then the one-time expenses you have, like, you know, if you're doing a photo shoot, you know, a few times a year, if you've you've got a creative business or you're hiring a third-party contractor for a specific amount of time, you've got to note all of these things down so that you can start to build a rolling number that reflects the money leaving your business every month. The secret to paying yourself a consistent salary lies in understanding the timing of the money moving in and out of your business and making sure that that sequence is well-planned and well-monitored. You have to live in these numbers. You can get away with not living in these numbers if your cash is coming in fast and furious and you are sort of naturally managing to make sure that you've got more income than outflows. But we all know that that doesn't last forever and sometimes never happens at all. And the critical nature of understanding when you're going to run into cash flow dips is just paramount. But you will not be able to get ahead of it until you start tracking all the numbers leaving your business. You need to master your money moves. Once you've listed out every single recurring monthly charge that your business has and every single purchasing plan that you've made for the coming months, that could be 
buying inventory, investing in a new team member, starting a new project, buying equipment. You've got to track it. Or a new hiring that you're planning to make and, and grow to your team in the next few months. The next step is giving each amount a date on a 12-month calendar. Rent might be due on the first of the month. Insurance premium, well, that auto debit's on the fifth of the month. Marketing agency's retainer, they bill on the 10th of the month. Inventory purchase three times per year for $25,000 per purchase on average. List those dates too. New manager starting in four weeks, you got it. Add their salary plus your employer taxes, if applicable, to your recurring payroll expenses. The goal here is to draw a 12-month visual plan a picture of the money leaving your business to know exactly how much cash you need to have on hand to cover these cash outflows and when. So if you're feeling a little confused and overwhelmed, head to cashflow-method.com and I'm going to link below in the show notes for this free resource guide. It's a PDF that walks you through visually exactly what I'm explaining now. Okay, so once you've mastered and wrangled all the dollar amounts leaving your business every month, and the dates in which they're doing it, if you can nail those down, it's time to move on to cash income, accounts receivable, and the money flowing into your business. Once you know exactly how much is leaving your business each month for the next 12 months, it's time to plan realistic revenue goals that you believe you can achieve. Start small. Focus on measurable goals on a daily and monthly basis. I wanna talk about accounts receivable. This is the cash flowing into your business. Once you know exactly how much is leaving your business each month for the next 12 months, it's time to plan realistic sales goals, revenue goals that you believe you can achieve. Start small. Focus on measurable daily and monthly goals. I literally want you thinking about how can I sell one thing a day, one thing a week, one thing a month, two things a day, two things a week, two things a month, whatever your business looks like, your sales volume potential in terms of units sold could be very different. You could be selling you know, handbags and selling 100 a month. You could be selling luxury wedding planning packages and selling four to six a year. So it's not so much about the number, but it's about the contextual goal that will move you forward and help you pr- plan predictable cash inflows into your business. This is also the time to think about your cash inflows if they're not coming from revenue. Thinking about loans and lines of credit to grants and other sources of funding. Because when we think about the money leaving your business, there's a basket of different types of money that go out of your business. You've got funds leaving your business related to expenses, rolling things that you consume and you're done and then you use another, you know, another increment of it like rent. Then there are inventory purchases where money's leaving your business, but you're receiving an asset in exchange for the cash, and you're going to use that asset, which is no longer in the form of dollars or whatever currency you're, you're trading in, but it's in the form of the thing that you're going to sell or use to generate income in your business. So by the same logic, when we're thinking about the money coming into your business, we're not just thinking about sales dollars. You need to be thinking about funding in general, whether that is friends and family loans, credit card, credit limit accessibility, lines of credit, grants, and you know, yes, equity investment where maybe you're selling a piece of your business to someone else for cash to be able to do things. So the key steps here are one, 
Organize all of your expenses, monthly, weekly, and annually, so that you can see the total by month and by year. And if you want extra credit, do it by week. That'll give you the insight into, okay, because here's the thing. A lot of what I talk about is big picture because it's really important that we start big picture so that these concepts can be digestible, understandable, and you can feel empowered to say, yeah, I get the punchline about all of this. But when you're actually running a business, the day-to-day stress can kill you. It can destroy your mental health if you feel like you are lost at sea with no plan and no ability to say, okay, I know the punchline of my requirements to get through this week. So if you want extra credit, think about the money leaving your business by week so that you understand, okay, week one, I've got my rent for my office. I've got, you know, payroll, which, you know, runs on the 1st and the 15th. That sort of visual. So you can say, in this week, I've got these things. In week two, I've got... You know, some of my software is going to hit the credit card. My PR firm needs to get paid, whatever it is. Week three, maybe week three is like not a lot of money is leaving your business. So, you know, week three, you don't need to stress as much because you don't have to necessarily skirt that line of having enough cash on hand to pay for bills that week. Week four, you're probably going to have a major bill to pay. That's just how this works. But breaking it down into weekly increments as it relates to your cash flow is one of the keys to shifting into a calmer, more manageable mindset for you as you're growing your business. Step two of these key steps is thinking through realistic sales goals for the next three, six, and 12 months by month. When I say realistic sales goals, I mean goals that you understand how to achieve because they're based in facts. So oftentimes when we're setting sales goals, people sort of use these numbers that are really ego-driven. Like, I want to sell a million dollars next year. I want to hit $10 million in five years. Okay, great. I love manifesting and vision work, and I believe in it wholeheartedly. But that's just missing a really important piece of the puzzle for you to believe that you're capable and you can achieve this. It doesn't break down your sales goals into increments that are related to your business. So let's say, I'll use myself as an example. So the first business that I started was and is still an e-commerce site that carries emerging luxury fashion designer product. Lots of different categories, ready to wear handbags, fine jewelry, general accessories, footwear. If you haven't gotten the memo yet, I was really ambitious in my 20s. I just went for it. So at one point in time, the goal for us was one sale a day because we had, say, 25 units of inventory on hand. Well, if our goal was one sale a day and we had 25 things to sell, we have 30 days in the month, well, okay, that felt like I understand what this means. We will sell out in a month if we hit this goal, but oh yeah, we we have new inventory coming next month. So it's actually really important that we sell through this product we have now, turn these inventory asset units back into units of cash assets to pay for the inventory that was on the way. So other other ways to think about this, if you've got a physical business with inventory, is you know, how comfortable or and able are you to invest in units of inventory? How quickly do you need to sell those units of inventory? What does your customer base look like? How do they shop? How do they consume what you make and sell? So understanding, okay, say you have a seasonal business. 
You're like, I really believe that I can sell three things a day in the back to school period. Then that's based in facts that you know about your customer, you know about your market fit. And then you know, okay, my goal is I have to sell three of these things a day in this window of time to generate X dollars of sales, which you know either cover your cash outflows because you've done that exercise, right? And you know you're the cash leaving your business in that month. Or you know, I even if I sell three things a day in the back to school period, I'm still not covering my cash outflows. But then you're landing on another really important figure, which is if you're going to be short, you know by how much. And if you're doing this exercise in advance, you can plan to solve for that. And you solve for that by seeking funding in the amount that you're short by, by reevaluating those sales goals and saying, okay, it's not three things a day. We got to sell five things a day in this period, right? Or it's by going and looking back at your expenses and really being smart and critical about what you can cut and where without inhibiting your business growth. The C-Suite with Catherine is brought to you by Cashflow for Creatives, a financial literacy company dedicated to supporting the small business community through easy to understand finance templates, tools, and trainings designed to help you manage cash flow with ease so you can focus on growth and getting back to doing more of what you love. Our core offering is the consistent cash flow method for small business owners, a groundbreaking approach to understanding your small business finances. This method centers around three key parts. First, understanding the key numbers that matter in your business. Second, the expenses you need to plan for based on your strategy. And third, how to craft sales goals based in facts that you believe in, and most importantly, that you understand how to achieve. When we paint this picture together, we get a very clear sense of how much money your business may need and when to be successful. This program is perfect if you're thinking about funding for your business or if you're debating about what comes next and you want to understand how to envision the future with clarity. Plus, you'll gain access to our group mentorship and direct feedback from me. Cashflow for Creatives also offers our Simple Finance 101 small business courses. Short, snappy, powerful lessons that help transform the way you think about money in your small business. And these quick but effective mini courses have an immediate beneficial impact on your business day to day. Head to cashflow-method.com to find the next best step for you and your business. It's also linked below in the show notes. So to recap, there are three key steps here. The first one is organizing the cash leaving your business. The second one is framing out realistic sales goals that you believe you can achieve because they're grounded in facts about your business. And three is, is exactly what I was just talking about, which is understanding how much is left on a monthly basis. And then comparing that number to your ideal salary income. This gives you a strong foundation to evaluate your expenses and sales so that you can focus on optimizing your cash flow and paying yourself first. Entrepreneurs often pay themselves last, which is not empowering, and it's not fair to your business itself. Not paying yourself a salary is not fair to your business long term. Why? If you're able to get by without paying yourself a salary, you're actually propping your business up with an unsustainable economic reality. So let's say you aspire to sell your company one day. 
but you haven't been taking a salary for the last three years. If a serious investor comes in and looks at your business, they're expecting to see that a CEO founder has been taking a salary throughout the duration of a business, at least if you're profitable. And if they see, well, I really haven't been taking much of a salary, well, then they're immediately going to question your overall profitability as an entity. And that's a problem because businesses are built when people feel supported and ready to show up every single day to do their job well with focus and having their needs met. What I just said probably makes a lot of sense to you about your team, right? What about you? Your team is actually really at risk if you, the business owner, is not stable first within the construct of what you've built. That's why this is so important. So here's the math. Got your monthly operating expenses, plus your planned investments and purchasing, plus, now this is critical, a contingency. You have to use a dollar amount that you can assess for the unexpected. Trust me, it happens. It comes in a number of forms, but you have to be budgeting at least 10 to 15% of your overall current expenses per month as a contingency buffer. One more plus, tax payments. Talk to your accountant. If you're a profitable business, you need to be planning for your tax payments, whether you're making them quarterly, annually, however you're managing it. That dollar amount for tax needs to be tracked and saved so that you're prepared to remit it to the government. The equal sign after these four pieces is your consistent cash outflows. This is not necessarily your expense total, right? We're talking about taxes and and all of it. It's the consistent cash flowing out of your business. Then I want you to think about it this way. You've got your business income from every sale minus a fixed percentage that you pay yourself from each sale. This percentage should be viewed as a requirement. Transferring a percentage, a fixed percentage, to your own account with every single sale. Now, you can do this within your business you know, bank account structure into a particular savings account or another checking account. This is very much based on and related to a concept called Profit First by Michael Mihalowicz. This is the idea that for every increment of income that comes into your business, you're taking a consistent percentage for yourself first. And what's left over after you do that is the money you have to run your business. When you take every sale and you reduce that number, your revenue number, by a fixed percentage that's allocated to you, you're then left with the actual amount of money that your business can use for monthly operating expenses, for planned investments and purchasing, for contingency and planning for the unexpected, and for tax payments. Once you know the profit left in your business after paying yourself, We can get really granular about how much money you actually have to make your investment and purchasing and expense decisions. Only then can we get really clear on your strategy and your goals. Because it's not going to work to continue to put yourself last. And this is a really important thing to talk about specifically for women. We're kind of hardwired to put ourselves last. And if you're a business owner, it's, it's very much like you got to put your oxygen mask on first on the airplane. If you don't put oxygen mask on first and plan for consistency in your own life, you're building your business on an unstable foundation. If when you're looking at this and you've got your revenue minus a percent for yourself, and if your cash outflows are negative, 
You have to rebalance your whole business budget, not take it from your income first. If you want to create a consistent salary for yourself as a small business owner, you have to understand how much money is left in your business after you take a fixed percentage of every sale, because that is the amount of money you have to run your company. And if your cash outflows are showing as a negative number for your business, you need to rebalance your expense budget, not take it from your own income. When we view salary for small business owners this way, it simply becomes a lot easier to understand, all right, this is the reality. Now I'm going to look at my expenses and my planned investments and purchasing in my business with a much more honest eye and a lens to what is acceptable to me as a business owner. You've got to put yourself first. If you want to be able to lead a business with long-term viability, sustainability, and value for you, your team, and your customers. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode on how to pay yourself a consistent salary as a small business owner. You can find this resource and exactly how to access it below in the show notes or head over to cashflow-method.com to download it from the site. I'm so glad you're here. I hope this episode was helpful and I really encourage you to continue to internalize why you are uniquely positioned to run your business, to serve your people, whether that's your team or your customers, but just how critical it is that you put yourself first in the economics of your small business. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the C-Suite with Catherine, your friendly source for small business finance and career guidance through stories. I've linked all the resources that we talked about in this episode in the show notes below, and I can't wait for our next episode together. Thank you so much for being here. Take care.